0: Hey everybody! It's me, Susie. I'm finally back after a long break. Back here on the Pause and Ponder podcast. This is episode 128. Can you believe it? And I don't know about you, but I'm really excited to make this a part of my week again. Just taking time to pause, you know, pause in the busyness and the to-do list and all the things we do. Pause and just enjoy pondering the great things of God for a few short minutes and I'm excited to do it with you. So let's get started. Okay, well, here I am back on the podcast. It has truly been a hot minute since I've been able to do this. I I feel like I took the longest break ever. It was almost like I didn't even have a podcast anymore. But not to worry, I am motivated to get this back in my schedule and start uh, posting episodes every week. So hopefully I will I will figure it out and get this going. Anyway, since the last time I did an episode, uh, a lot has happened. I guess we had Thanksgiving and Christmas. And more importantly, um, Wes and I went on a mission trip to Kenya. Again, we went in February of 2023 and then we went again in December of 2023. And so that's that's where I am and what I want to share on the podcast. It was awesome. Of course, don't I say that about every mission trip, but truly it was so fun and so refreshing. And I just, I just love all of our Kenyan friends. They're so awesome. And when I was there, Grace, Mercy, and Cyprian both told me that they had actually been listening to my podcast. So shout out to you two and and anyone else in Kenya who had been listening. I so appreciate that. It's so funny because when I do this podcast, I'm just like sitting on my couch, talking to my computer, and I forget that people actually listen to it. It's just, like, it's just like me talking to myself, which I can so easily do. It's kind of amusing. But anyway, it's so funny when people do tell me they listen, so I appreciate that. And many other Kenyan friends told me that they were going to start listening, so that is just so sweet. And I just uh, shout out and a hello to all of you. So anyway, I wanted to share a few episodes on that mission trip to Kenya because like we had done before, we were able to participate in two retreats this time, one with the ministry team and one with teenagers that we were just the helpers. The ministry team was running a retreat for over 100 teenagers. So both were super fun. And so I just wanted to to share some nuggets, some things to ponder from those retreats. So this will just be a, a reminder, a, a throwback for the people who were actually on the retreat, if any of them are listening, and uh, new information for everybody else. So the the retreat, um, Linda and Jeff, who are the missionaries there, they gave us the theme because we were like, I don't know, whatever theme you want. And the theme they came up with for the retreat was no compromise, no compromise. Um, and what they meant by that, they, you know, we talked about it was, like that you're all in for the lord you know no compromise in your faith living out your faith with no compromise so what we usually do when we prepare for these retreats to you know be helpful and everything is i make the retreat booklet so it was kind of funny i told kate that that was the retreat theme no compromise and that it meant all in um for your faith you know fully committed and I asked her to make the retreat cover for me because she does it so quickly and that's that's how i delegate and she immediately said oh so you want someone jumping off a cliff and i was like yes that is exactly what i was picturing so she she got it and if you can just picture somebody jumping off a cliff into water that was the image i put on the front with no compromise and not only because you know you are you're fully committed when you jump off a cliff but because that image of somebody jumping off a cliff into water actually of course reminded me of a story and i can't remember and i didn't go back to look to see if i had shared this story before but i might have but anyway i'm I'm gonna share it again so I'll, i'll try to be brief so the story it reminded me of was um something that happened to me when i was on that van trip and i and i went to lake superior and camped on an island super cool. And I went on a walk around the island, like along the shore. And that is when uh, this image sort of clicked with the whole retreat theme of No Compromise. And that image of a guy jumping off a cliff into water. So I was walking around the island and the the path around the island was like the shoreline was sort of like a cliff, like about a 10 foot high cliff. And um, I'm walking along this path. And the waves of Lake Superior are kind of like the ocean, like they're super strong and they're crashing into this cliff below me. And I look back and the path I was on, because of the water crashing into the cliff, it had completely eroded the ground under the path. So it was just kind of hanging um, in midair with like a foot of dirt under it. And that was it. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is super dangerous. Like this could just crumble at any moment. And as I, before I jumped off of the path and got on a safer path, I looked ahead and here I was on this path all by myself that could crumble at any moment. And I looked ahead and I saw um, a point sticking out and it was solid rock, like just big boulder rock sticking out um, into the lake. And there were all these people on it And as I started videotaping them, because, of course, I wanted a video of it, um, I saw them jumping off. And it just struck me how different it was. The solid rock where people felt safe to jump and the path that I thought was safe, you know, just cruising along thinking, this is cool. I'm on the safe path that was actually totally dangerous and could crumble at any moment. And it reminded me of the difference between being on a path in life that you think is safe. You know, I'm making good choices and you know what we would say the way of the world that isn't safe, that could crumble at any moment. And the difference between that and being on, of course, the solid rock of Christ where you are safe and you are actually safe enough to jump. It's only on the solid rock that you can jump. And then on the path that could crumble at any moment, if you fall there, you're gonna slide. You're just gonna slide down and get totally biffed up and hurt. And so with that image in mind and thinking about this this retreat theme and trying to kind of get a big picture of it, um, of no compromise, I thought of a phrase I had learned in a book I read recently. So this wasn't my phrase originally, I can't take credit for it, but I thought it just summed it up so, so well. And the, this theme of no compromise means that we are going to, in our life, decide, not slide. So that was like the, the key phrase from a book I read. Decide, not slide. You know, just being intentional in our faith in very specific ways. And I will mention right off the bat that the book I got this from, to give full credit, is called A Lasting Promise. And it is a marriage book that I read recently that is awesome, and I will talk about it in another episode. Um, But they use that expression, decide not slide to talk about being intentional in your marriage. But as I was planning for this retreat in Kenya, um, I thought, you know, that really describes how we should behave in our whole Christian life, whether you're married or not. So the idea is deciding, making conscious decision, intentional decisions in our life related to our faith, because if we don't decide, we will slide, right? If you don't intentionally decide to live out your faith in all of these different areas, you will slide. You will slide back into old patterns and habits, and you will slide into the values and practices of the world. Let me say that again. If you don't decide, you will slide slide back into old patterns and habits and slide into the values and practices of the world. And it's the difference between choosing to jump off a cliff that's on rock into water and, you know, taking that leap, we could say leap of faith, or being on a path that crumbles under you and you just slide right down that cliff onto the rocks and get biffed up and don't even know how it happened. Takes you by surprise. So that is, that is the visual I had in my head. When I see that picture of the guy leaping off the cliff and remember that path that could have crumbled before me that I thought was safe, but was not. And the thing is about being all in about no compromise is that when someone jumps off a cliff, you can't half jump off a cliff, right? You either jump or you are standing on the rock. There's no, there's no halfway. And that's how we want to live with the Lord. We want to have no halfway, that in every area of our life, we're deciding to live for Christ so that we, like I said, don't slide into our old past behaviors or habits or the ways of the world. So how do we do it? How do we decide and not slide? In case you didn't guess, I was the first teacher on the retreat, so I, I tried to cover this. How do we decide not slide? Three things. Focus on who God is, focus on who God makes us and apply this to every area of our life. So if you're struggling, you feel yourself sliding because we all do it into an old habit or not being able to resist sin or just like, wow, I'm really, I'm really accepting the way the world views this, you know, all that sliding. What do we do? You always come back to like Jesus said in revelation, you know, you've lost your first love. Come back to the things you did at first. You come back to focus on who God is, his attributes, focus on who God makes us as children of God, new creations, etc., And then apply that specifically to every area of your life. So my talk was on the attributes of God to start off with focusing on who God is. And this is why it's so wise in our lives to come back again and again and again. We're never done studying and meditating on the attributes of God. But I don't want to do that in this episode. I just want to think about this idea of decide, not slide, about being all in, about being fully committed to the Lord in every area of our life, because decide, not slide means that we we take the truths of what we believe, say just about God or about who we are, and then we act on it. It's not just deciding like, oh yeah, that's true in my head, but deciding that is true, so I need to take an action based on that truth. And really specifically, like looking at each attribute of who God is, one at a time, like in, in my um, retreat talk, I did God is holy, God is good and God is sovereign, which I covered a few episodes ago. I think in um, my my recent episode on peace, I covered those three things in the song that um, you know made me think about those things. But anyway, you just take one of those. God is holy, that's true. What is holiness? Look at what holiness is, understand it, and then decide to act in a certain way because God is holy that it will actually change my behavior that's deciding not sliding. So because God is holy and God hates sin, I need to act in a way that I actually hate sin too. Like that. Does that make sense? And then what a cool study to just take one attribute of God and sit and ponder, how does this attribute of God, how should this affect my actions? You know, God is, Let's see, God is, you could say sovereign. So I, the action should be that since God's in control, I don't worry, even though that's like in your head, it's still an action. I will not worry because I'm deciding not to worry because of who God is, that he is sovereign. So anyway, that was what I taught on. And I've shared this before too, on the attributes of God that, but I'll share it again. Each attribute, each of these attributes should change us in these ways. Holiness should bring us to repentance and worship. Truly believing and acting on God's love should bring humility, repentance, reciprocal love for God and love for others. Knowing God's sovereignty should bring submission and honor, acts acts in our lives of submission and honor to God. Understanding God's faithfulness should result in our trust. Understanding God's grace should result in our gratitude. And understanding God's power should result in awe of him. And understanding God's knowledge should result in us requesting his guidance and wisdom. And so I said this on the retreat too. You can also take each of those things and do the opposite. Like reverse, what do they call that? Reverse, uh, construct or whatever. So let's say you're struggling with complaining. You're not feeling grateful. Rather than just quoting verses on being grateful and thanking God, you can focus on his grace. Because the more you know about God's grace, the more you're going to actually have gratitude. And so you can reverse engineer. That's the word. Reverse engineer all these. If you're struggling to trust God, don't look at verses that say, I trust you, Lord. Instead, look at versus on God's faithfulness, and it's going to build trust. So that was kind of a cool, I thought a cool thing in my teaching. And of course, that doesn't mean it's all dependent on us. It's always that balance of, and that paradox of God working in us. It's by his grace, but also what is our responsibility? What do we need to actually work at? It's always that strange paradox it's like decide equals respond to God we're just responding to God with actions but even with that paradox of it's God doing it in us I think a cool question to ask ourselves right now that I want to ask myself right now in January is what will you decide this year what will you decide for the Lord decide to act on because of who God is and because of who he made us and deciding that because of what does God want us to be intentional about right now? What does God want me in my life to be intentional about because of who he is and who he's made me right now? And I think it's good to just think of a few verses that point out this need To decide, not slide. So just ponder these verses in light of that idea of deciding, not sliding, being intentional, not having one foot on the rock and one foot in the water, but taking that actual leap of faith. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to trust God and do it. So here are some verses I thought of. The first one is Hebrews 10.23. And I like the NIV. Let us hold unswervingly unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Because God is faithful, we don't give up, we don't swerve to the left or right. We hold unswervingly, or other um, versions say hold fast or hold tightly, hold firmly, continue to hold firmly. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. We are not letting go. We are not getting distracted. The next one that I think of with this decide not slide is the familiar Romans 12, 1 through 2. Let's see, which version do I want to read you? I think I'll read the NIV just because it's like the original one I learned it in. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. So again, because of God's mercy, how will we decide? How will that change us? I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. That's why I like this version, because they call it worship, to offer your life to the Lord and then the next verse do not conform to the pattern of this world decide not slide into the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is is good pleasing and perfect will and then the next one i think of with decide not slide is first corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. therefore my beloved brothers be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And I just have two more. So another verse for describing what it means to be all in for the Lord. Uh, I think maybe you thought of this one first. It's um, the the very familiar Familiar verse that's in several passages, but here it is in Matthew 22. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. All. Love the Lord with, you know, be all in. With your heart, with your soul, with your mind. And of course, this one doesn't say it, but your strength, right? Physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, all in. And then the last one I thought of was the um, verse from Luke 16 that says, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And even though that's in relation to money, it's true. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot have a foot on the cliff and a foot out in the air and say you're jumping. You're, you're not jumping. In fact, that would really hurt if you tried to jump with one foot and then like you're sliding down the rock and you just get biffed up and it's not going to be good. You got to jump with both feet. And it's the same in being all in for the Lord. If you're going to live your life for God, you've got to be all in. You've got to jump with both feet. I'm going to do this God's way even when it requires me to be hanging in midair and I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm trusting God. So those are my verses about being fully committed to the Lord, all in. And just my thought today is pondering, what does that mean for me this year, this this day, this week, this month? What does it look like in my life? Where is God challenging me to stop trying to have one foot in the world and one foot with him, but to be all in? And I have a few quotations to share with you about this idea of being all in. Tim Keller said, if God is not at the center of your life, something else is. If God is not at the center of your life, something else is. St. Augustine said this, to fall in love with God is the greatest romance, to seek him the greatest adventure, to find him the greatest human achievement. And the commentator, Henry Blackaby, said this. Jesus taught that your highest priority must be your relationship with him. If anything detracts you from that relationship, that activity is not from God. Let me say that part again. If anything detracts you from that relationship, that activity is not from God. God will not ask you to do something that hinders your relationship to Christ. And here's one from Billy Graham. It costs to be faithful. It cost Abraham the yielding up of his only son. It cost Esther to risk her own life. It cost Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being put into a fiery furnace. And it cost Stephen death by stoning. It cost Paul his life. And here's the question Does it cost you anything to be faithful to your Lord and King? And one final one about being all in for the Lord and not compromising, not saying, not rationalizing, going along with the world. This is some guy named Vance Havner. Never heard of him, but here's what he said. A wife who is 85% faithful to her husband is not faithful at all. There is no such thing as part-time loyalty to Jesus Christ. I like that one. And so there you have some verses and some quotations about what it means to be all in for the Lord, to decide, to follow Jesus, to respond to the Lord because of who he is and who he's made us in every area of our life. So here's some final thoughts. Just this year, I want to decide what I need to let go of or stop. What needs to go? I also want to decide what do I need to add? What do I need more of? Here are some some other things to ponder. Decide about the time I spend alone with the Lord. Ask God to help me. Decide how he wants me to be more intentional. What needs to change? What needs to happen in that time I spend alone with the Lord? How about decide about the time I will commit to fellowship and Bible study with others? Decide how I will serve, decide how I need to resist sin right now. Each of these are things we need to pray about and have God's direction and then be intentional about, you know, taking action to make it happen. And that's just getting started. There's so many other things, so many areas of life where we need to decide so we don't slide. On the retreat, we covered finances. And relationships, living out our faith in our finances, how we interact with money, and in our relationships. So yeah, that was a lot. Like each of those could have been the whole retreat. And I'll just finish this episode with a little story I heard um, in a uh, a podcast I was listening to. A pastor was teaching on um, being all in, being fully committed to the Lord. And he told this story. This was some pastor guy. On his very first day at seminary, this pastor went to Dallas Theological Seminary. On his very first day, he walked into his very first class of seminary, and the professor was Dr. Howard Hendricks, who is something of a legend at Dallas Theological Seminary. He's now gone to be with the Lord, but I've heard so many people from Dallas talk about this guy. And Dr. Hendricks walked into the room of 200 newbie first semester seminary students and he just paused and then he looked up at them and he said are you godly? Are you godly? No one responded. 200 students stood sat there staring at him thinking this is a trap. I don't want to be pointed out. I don't want to I don't want to say anything and then he the, the professor still waited and then he said if you are godly stand up There's a long pause. Finally, two brave souls stood up and he said, okay, good. And then he asked this question, has God given us everything we need to be godly? At first they hesitated to answer, but then there was a resounding yes, yes. God has given us everything we need to be godly. And we all know they were thinking of that verse that says, uh, that verse that says God has given us every spiritual blessing right? that we need for for life and godliness. I'm sure they were all thinking of that. So they said, yes, yes, God has given us everything we need to be godly. And then Professor Hendricks said, so what is holding you back? What is keeping you from being wholly devoted to God? What a great question. What a great question to ask. I have everything I need to be godly. So what is keeping me from being wholly devoted to God. That's where I need to decide and not slide. And that is what I'm going to keep pondering today, this week, this month, this year. Thanks for listening, guys. And my prayer is that each of us will experience the joy of a leap of faith as we ask God, how can we decide and not slide? Till next time.